with a very special guest. This man really opened my eyes to a lot of uh, Chicago artists back in the day. And I, uh, whenever I get the chance, I like to have Chicago artists on the show. I've had um, Femdot on, um, Xavier. I've had quite a few. I've, I've connected with Lyrical Lemonade too. And to, to see that you've been highlighted by Lyrical Lemonade and um, just you're continuous, continuing to make music. There's just so many artists that like I felt inspired by that have stopped. So for you to like to listen to your interviews and see how you've evolved, and you've also um, were part of closed sessions. And I've had I've had Boathouse on my Dino you know Boathouse. Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I've had Boathouse on the show. <laughs> so it's it's cool to talk more to another Chicago-based artist. It's my pleasure to have on Odd Couple. You thank you for having me. Uh, peace to the fan, peace to the fan base, the viewership, the listenership. You know, the odd man is in the building. What's up? Hell yeah, dude! I love your setup. Is this like your studio setup in the background, or what's, oh, what's man. going on? This is the attic. Uh, this is a uh, Batman had the Bat Cave. This is the attic. It's it's my attic where I get all of my secret, top secret missions done and all my uh, city saving endeavors. You know what I mean? It's amazing, man. You got the yeah. you got the whole podcast set up too. So this is this is yeah. Great. No, I um I'm happy you uh, I'm happy you said that. Quick segue, quick plug. I got my very own podcast that I do with a uh, very poppin' sommelier from the city named Derek C. Westbrook. Our podcast is called Samples and Samples. Our very first episode drops next Monday, November thirteenth, uh, at nine a.m. on wherever you listen to them and uh, on YouTube. If you want to go ahead and watch it. Um, we film it up here. We record it up here. I mix, master, and every mix, master, and engineer all that. So you know, and I'm co-host. We have a we have a good time. So you're I'm excited to get into it. Yeah. Dang. So you're a wine connoisseur. Uh, kind of, sorta. I am a wine explorer. You know what okay. I mean? I uh like I am down to go on any trip involving wine, whether that be a conversation, um, an actual uh, physical trip. Or if that just be some type of uh, experience. Um, and so one of my good friends uh, who I've been kicking it with and working with for a few years now, uh, he is a super popping, fake famous, actually maybe <laughs> kind of sort of famous uh, ass like sommelier. And so he uh, he and I have just been doing stuff for a long time, different programs. I would DJ for him and we started doing this program called Samples and Samples. Uh, he would bring wine and I would bring some music and we would put it together for a little show for the fans. Uh, and then we started to get some, you know, some legs with it. And next thing I know, um, like we're, we're selling out a city winery show. And I'm like, hey, man, we need to sit down and actually like make this thing happen. And so we sat down and we just started talking and talking and talking. And we turned on the mics and then we upgraded the mics. And then we we're like, let's video record this. And we did that and we did that. And sure enough, we ended up with what I thought was a really good pilot. Then we call one of our other actually famous homies and we were like, hey, do you want to come talk on our podcast and give us a chance? And he did. And it was great. And so that's our first episode coming out on Monday. Oh, shit. Can we know who the guest was? Yeah, it's um, he is a really dope actor, poet, comedian. His name is LaRoyce Hawkins. Uh, you can catch him on okay. all different types of programming. He's got um, show on HBO. I think he's on either the shy or south side one of the two shows coming from chicago um on like the nice. big streaming platforms he's been on chicago pd he's been on a lot of different shows um a lot of different movies like he just been selling out shows on his own uh like poetry comedy 
show called Poetry Pro- Poetry and Prose. He's been taking that nationwide. So Leroy's Hawkins, that's our first guest. Dude, that's awesome. That's so cool when artists decide to make podcasts because I always bring this up, but it, it breaks the that Will Smith um, mindset where you don't want people to know who you are. I, I think yeah, yeah. we're in a day and age where people do want to know who you are. Like, especially because... Like one of my ne- my next guests, um, literally like an hour after this is, um, do you know who Coda the friend is? Yeah, bro, Coda's. Yeah, Coda's a huge fan. He's awesome. He's he's uh he's coming to he's he's in town, so he's coming to the studio. That's and that's um, great. he last year, and this is not I'm not trying to like air anything out. I just yeah, feel like no, this is a great. full circle of thing. So like last year he had like a crazy like accusation against him, and he was able to, which was clear, which is amazing. But he was able to go on his podcast because he has a podcast and talk about it and break it down. So I yeah. think that's I think that's like important for artists to be able to express themselves in more than just one way. So I commend you for deciding to make a podcast. No, I appreciate it. I think that's that's really true. I think um, now when anything can happen, it's good to have a space where you can tell your own story. For me, um, piggybacking even off of that um, in a less like not so high stakes as that but um in a different way of like excuse me in a different way of like yo i make i make i make music i produce music i make instrumentals and beats and i write lyrics and things like that but my ideas come through more in melody and drums and feel and like the backdrop to what you're hearing and so for me to get my for me to get my you know vision off and for me to get my voice heard and a lot of times for me to get my ideas out there I need one of these and I don't sing, mm. I don't rap necessarily. Right. I help people figure theirs out and I help people express their ideas and maybe I contribute some words here and there on it. And I have my mm. albums where I can get these ideas across in the form of music. Right. And, and through a, a, a longer piece, you can get to know me and get to understand what I'm saying, but that's not the same thing as understanding how I think about this or how I think about that or what are the other things uh, other passions that I have or other things that I'm super informed on. Um, and, and also I, a, a huge circle of friends who have all different types of cool things that they're into. So how do I get to create with them? Right? Like mm. I'm a producer. I, I learned to step back and took a step back and learned I, I'm a producer. I'm not just a music producer. Like I produce stuff, events, yeah, like, like parties, like experiences, moments, tracks, beats commercials whatever you know what i'm saying so i've learned to just like all right take a step back and let's work on this pod thing and you know and as i become a fan i mean really the way you were talking about nerding out about it i mean i love to watch podcasts about podcasts you know what i mean like so mm-hmm. i like i like i really like to get into the gears like that so starting my own has been something i've been working on five or six years with a few different friends but just wanting to find the right the right collaboration and then me and derek just been hanging out the whole time and i realized every time we hung out was like some type of a, a podcast and that's so i was like man this this could be it and so we're diving in we're diving in yeah. you know what i mean it's always a demo it's always a demo for the next one so we're diving in on this one fuck yeah that's awesome so i want to get into your background you're not originally from chicago you're from milwaukee correct yes sir milwaukee wisconsin but, still 414 the rest of the numbers you only know if you know <laughs> and do you you claim Chicago now, though, or how do you oh, yeah. how do you how do you separate that? 
I claim set, fool. No, um, <laughs> I, um, yeah, no, I, I, my Twitter bio says it all, man. Um, I'm in Chicago. I'm from Milwaukee. I, I claim my heart resides in both. I have family in both. I started my new family here in Chicago. Just had a baby girl uh, almost oh, wow. a year ago, like coming up on a year ago in like two weeks. Uh, appreciate you. And uh, and her name is Margot Millie, right? Margot, Chicago, Millie, Milwaukee. So go Millie. So like, you know what I'm saying? I, I make sure to try to show love to both because those are the two cities, the sister cities that raised me. That's awesome, man. So how much time did you spend growing up in Milwaukee? Like, did you spend your whole childhood there or how old were yeah. you when you moved? Cool. I lived there, I lived there till I was 19 um, or 18, right? And then I, I came down to Chicago for college. I went to DePaul and then very quickly figured out like, oh, this is not, this is not for me. Like, I'm, this is like this, it was like a, almost like an artificial taste on when I would do stuff and when I would go places and the friendships that I was forging were just, they always felt like, um, like artificial and it just like there was something more to be had, right? And so I made the, at the time in 2009, a very brave decision it seemed like, but now it's like, oh, you don't like college, leave. Mm -hmm. So I made what seemed like a really brave decision. And at 20 years old, every decision you make is brave, right? You know what I'm saying? You're like, I'm about to go, I'm about to go to the club with this fake ID brave like you know what i mean like anything is brave i'm about to head outside with 20 dollars and see what it do brave <laughs> like so and and i know a couple 34 year olds who get down like that too so i ain't hating but i'm just saying like that's that you know everything feels brave in those moments so um i made you know what i felt like was like a brave decision but it's definitely like a, a tangent moment in your life so i i dropped out of i dropped out of college here in Chicago and decided to really officially that was the moment I started to say like oh no no now I live in Chicago because then I had mm. to make it as a Chicagoan like I had to get a job here and work with regular folks take the bus like like deal with people who don't just live around the college campuses in the city like the college campuses in the city are all in the really nice areas except for one or two like the rest of them that most what you would think of are in nice areas especially DePaul where I was going so to be able to find connection to the people of Chicago, like was, that became like really prideful for me. You know what I mean? It almost became proud. It almost became like a, a sense of pride for me to, to damn near push whatever privilege I had accumulated through my youth away. Mm -hmm. I was like, nah, I don't want that. Cause I want to live a real life. And, uh, you know, at the time I was like, I'm willing to take whatever comes with that. And it's definitely been harder in some respects. But as I've you know, gone to therapy and as I've achieved new heights and and kind of you can never right your wrongs. But as I kind of made amends with myself, was able to like, forgive myself for like taking this choice versus that one, because I just let time time and things figure themselves out. And you realize you can't get to where you're at without where you've come you know what i mean right. and what you've gone through so um i was you know to this day i always consider that one of the best decisions i ever made in my life because yeah. like i just literally decided to go out into the city and literally just head west from where i was living <laughs> i was like i'm just going to head west i hear it's crazy out there but like it's calling me you know what i mean like little john they calling me so yeah i just started to head west and and 
you know, downloaded, that paid for the real version of FL Studio, stopped using the trial and was like, we're really about to do this, bro. You're doing this. That's wild because I feel like I think about that and I'm happy you said that because you go to a college in a certain city or state doesn't mean you actually know the people or the culture of that place. So it's for you to actually take, yeah, it's very, <laughs> yeah, it's a very isolated like bubble thing. And like there's like literal college towns that are built for that college. So you don't have to leave that 100%. Area. Like it's like they, they pop them up like, you know, and, and it's funny, like you realize it. You obviously you don't just like many things you don't realize until you leave. But now, mm -hmm. um, you know, I still play basketball. Like I have a, I have like an alumni membership there. Don't ask. <laughs> um, so I still get to play basketball there for super cheap, and uh, so I go there like all the time uh, to hoop. And it's so funny because that same energy that I felt then, that same like. I often have to like meditate to myself. I'm like, don't, don't wake out, don't wake out. Because the same energy of like, almost like forced um, integration almost, you know what I mean? It's like a weird situation where they like drop a dome on this area in town and they're like, all right, everybody here, like your academics and blah, blah, blah. And it's just like, you're separated from anything else that's going outside in the city or damn near in this world because you're in this little bubble and it's, it's artificial. It's not real. You know what I mean? In in high school, when you're younger, like it's at least a little bit more real because there are it, there's a defined set of walls, right? You're in a right. building, there's a set of walls. College is artificial, and I just realized it was artificial, and I was like, I have to get outside of this. And yeah, your your Damn. mind blows, and you're like, oh man, like these aren't Chicago restaurants, these are DePaul restaurants or whatever school you go to. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. these aren't Marquette restaurants. Or these aren't Milwaukee restaurants. These are Marquette restaurants. Oh, this is Milwaukee. This is the food. Oh, okay. Now I see why people are so Damn. proud to be from here. And that's how I felt about Chicago. I realized why people were so proud to be from here. It's not because, you know, the, the one mile <laughs> radius from the lake. It's because yeah. of what's going on out there. What's going on out here? What you got to get through. Yeah. Dang, that's wild. What? So what, what did you go to college for at the time, though? Good question. Um, <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, first it was, uh, computer science. Then it became, um, e-commerce tech. Uh, then it became interactive media and then it became a bill. <laughs> <laughs> so I went to college for debt is what I went to college for. Uh, did you, debt and homies. Did you feel like pressured to go to college or something or? Oh yeah, one hundred percent. My family was um, so even even farther in my uh, however you want to look at my villain origin story or how the hero <laughs> was made. Um, so, um, like I had, uh, we we lived in a really like nice neighborhood, but my family like really uh, mortgaged a lot of things to get to that neighborhood, right? So we're living mm -hmm. check to check in a nice neighborhood so that me and my brother can go through the school system. Um, some things happen through life. A lot of things go down. And so uh, my dad starts to deal with some some mental health issues and he starts to drink and he starts to drink to cope with it. And, you know, long story short, uh, by the time I was 10, my dad's a full blown alcoholic. And I understand completely what that even that disease is all about. I know way too much about alcoholism at 10 yeah. years old, by 12 years old, 
Christmas Day, my dad passes away. So mm-hmm. from from complications from what was going on. So in that moment, um, my mom made the decision before that moment. Now that I talk to her now, you know, this is 20 years ago. I talk to her now. And in that moment, before that moment, sometime between when I was 10 and 12, which are why those years are so important, she decided, all right, it's going to have to be all on me because this one this is going to go one way and so the decision was yo i only know what i know and i know you got to get it you got to get an education or you got to go to the army because i don't know anything else and you know she's she's a widow she's raising me my brother's now 20 years old he's got his own thing going on he can kick a couple bucks back but other than that he's got to live his life and I, i wanted that for him you know what i mean i'm 13 12 13 14 still i'm like dude i don't want another dad i had a dad he passed away it's all good we'll figure this out but just do your thing be my brother and so as we're figuring this out you know the communications get so tense and tight and things get really hard to figure out so yeah college was you have to go because this is either this or the army or i don't this is those are your only choices you're going to be nobody in life i don't know anything we're all grieving here just do it you know what i mean and so i do it but in my mind you know sophomore year, junior year, senior year of college, you know, every single day I'm finding a new artist from Chicago that I love memorizing every single track, like kids in the hall, obviously Kanye, Common, Lupe, like any, anybody, can, then I'm, then I'm stepping out. I'm like, Oh, okay. Let me learn this little brother. Let me learn this. Let me learn this. Let me learn this. Any backpack rap I can get my hands on because I'm like, I don't know if this is going to work out for me, but like, this is, School in Chicago is my ticket. Mm. And I thought that, as we all do, we got to make it before we turn a certain age, right? And so school is my ticket. And so I'm using school to meet people. I'm using school to meet people. And I finally realized, hey, I got to get I got to get this shit cracking. So I make the brave decision to drop out of college. Um, and so it was really, really tumultuous between me and my family. But as as I started to mature more as a man, as I could stand on my own too, as I could really own the decision and own the decision to them. And it took a long time. I mean, it took a long time for me to be completely honest with them. It took a long time for me to be completely honest with myself that this was potentially in the short term, a dumbass move. Mm. Like, but in the long term, this may be a great move because everything that I'm learning will be invaluable. You know what I mean? And so uh, I think that that those pressure makes diamonds. And so yeah. that 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 pressurized situation allowed for me to look back or allowed for me now, 20 years later, to look back and understand everything that was happening with a completely clear perspective, but also in my own studio, you know, with my daughter's nursery downstairs and my girl's out visiting her mom today or doing some other stuff, but she'll be back and, you know, my mom is healthy. My brother has two beautiful boys. They live on the West Coast. Life is beautiful. We'll see them in a couple of weeks. Like everything went the exact the exact way that it went. But um, those decisions, you know what I mean? Those decisions to stand on my own and do what I had to do in that moment is something I will always like. I will always feel good about. Yeah, dang, I know that's what, crazy. I know what I had to set up. I feel like. We almost had similar paths, but like 
depending on like where we were both located, we chose different things in the outcome. Like, so like, I can say this now that I was like one of the few black families where I grew up on the east side of Seattle. And my family each, like my extent, like friends and people like that in school didn't know, like my family each had like my stepmom and my dad had like five or six jobs each just to like say they stayed yeah stayed you know and like alcohol like alcoholism ran in my family too and i was kind of pressured into being like you're gonna go to college like my family like had even decided not decided in the point where they were gonna put any money down but they had decided what college that i would had to like apply for and all this yeah i had no idea what i wanted to go to college for and i can look back now and say for me at least it was the right decision but like I moved out of my house when I was still in high school and I had to like separate myself from my family. And that was my freeing experience to focus. And like one of my first moments of being like, I can live for myself, you know? And with that, I didn't go to college and because I, I I was thinking about going to community college and I met all my professors that I was going to, if I was going to go to college, but I decided not to. So like if I could say I went for like 30 minutes, but I never actually took a class or anything like that. But it's, it's interesting. Like it takes people, it could take people decades to figure out what decisions their, their decision versus like the um, decision from like society that pushes on you. So I can, I can relate to that a lot though. Like, you know, like living in a nice neighborhood, having maybe family issues but still loving your family of course pressures of what your family wants you to be and then you might be confused on what you wanted to actually do so i think it it seems like it turned out well for you in the end but it was it's interesting to see that i was able to stop with some sacrifices of course like me losing some of my family i became closer with other family members but there's definitely sacrifices either way either way you go because you probably even if even if you stayed in college just for a little bit, you probably learned some things that I don't know, like how to connect with certain people. Because I I never actually went to college, you know. No, one hundred percent. I think it's that's super true. I think there's there's benefits, there's benefits, and there's and there's you know drawbacks to everything, every decision that we make, right? And so I think that's something I really come. Um, come to be at peace with right and i think like one thing that i've really started to focus on and and you know i have a lot of mantras and reflections and things that i like um remind myself of daily like in different things that i've realized i'm like okay that needs to be written down somewhere so you can revisit that when you need to whenever you need to and one of those things is that the vehicle changes the direction like you hone your direction so the direction gets tighter but the drive stays the same mm-hmm. so the 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 driving force has been from has been exploration and and for me to um simply just like I, I, it's the words on the tip of my tongue but it's uh it's it, it's it's to it's to explore and it's to exude and it's to just like 
oh man, it's on the tip of my tongue. But it's just, it's it's literally just to be out here and to express. There it is. Right. It's for expression and exploration, right? And so that's mm -hmm. always been the driving force for me is to express how I feel and to explore things out there that will help me feel better about stuff, right? I'm someone who's always been super open about my depression. If you hear anything about the last 15 minutes we're talking about, you probably already mm -hmm. hipped it at. So like, you know, I'm, it's always been about the exploration and then the expression and, uh, and, and, and what I found, you know, through being in college was all right, there's spaces where I can explore and there's ways to explore and there's ways to express myself here with, that I love and that I can always find a way back to because I have a certain set of skills. I'm confident in those. I know that I'll consistently continue to build those because I'm naturally curious and I like to learn and I like to push myself and I'm a read and I'm going to always want to do that because it's something I just enjoy doing with mm -hmm. this other real world knowledge. That's what I need. Right. And so um, I push myself into that and 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 the driving force you know i thought earlier i said ah chicago's my ticket that was that ended up being i thought it was the drive nah it's a vehicle you know what i mean it's a vehicle it's the place that i reside it is it's just another way it's it's a place that i found where i can express myself and i found more people that i can express myself with that i can find more people that i can explore this world with and then from there i've met homies and people from across the world who I consider damn, damn near family. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so I think that's what, you know, challenging yourself to be in those spaces, but then also challenging yourself to like not stick with the status quo has been so important for me, right? The ability to, to go to college and, and not want to, but be like, I'm going to try this out. I'm also going to have the balls to not do this anymore. If I don't want to, that's something that like, I have friends who have families who have everything in life, but that's something that they still struggle with is when it, mm. when you got to know when to hold them, you got to know when to fold them, you got to know when to walk away and they still have trouble. They still have trouble with that. And it's something that I am just, I'm always grateful of that's like, man, I didn't even mean for that to be muscle memory, but you don't know it. It won't become that until you try it. You know what I mean? You won't have the, the balls to gamble. You also won't have the balls to walk away when it's time until you actually try it. Some people stick with things forever and it's toxic for them. So I'm really happy and mm -hmm. really proud of, of those decisions because, you know, music, what I walked away from and walked towards was the rest of my life. You know what I mean? I walked yeah. towards the rest of my life. I found, I found a community. I found a voice, right? Voices here, yeah. podcasting, music, the wine shows, the different things, you know, the shit, got to introduce my mama to Oprah and work yeah. on content for her for, for years. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like helping the multiverse of my mamas, like, you know yeah. what I mean? So it's like, it was, um, decisions like that, you know, that I look back on, I'm like, all right, this is, I have to maintain the spirit of that, the spirit sure. of that. I, I might be a 10 times more responsible person now, I hope, <laughs> but the spirit of that, that, that dropout energy is still is still inside, and you know I still try to use that when I can. I can also relate to, um, from my understanding, when you first started Odd Couple, you were like a duo, and yeah, I, I remember... ate the I ate the other dude. My meiosis, <laughs> it was two and just. There we go. <laughs> and my I when I first started the podcast, I had a uh, podcast partner too, and it wasn't that they were even 
actually like on the show or helped book guests or anything. It was more like I needed, for me at least, to start any creative process, I needed someone to be there with me because I was afraid of trying something on my own, yeah. especially like straight out of like school, right? And yeah. um, just similar to you, I don't, it was a white guy. Fucking white guys, am I right? Hey, <laughs> but um, it we we parted ways, and I was able to continue to focus on my craft. And now, like four years later, I'm in my own studio, yeah, able man. to express myself with my Mickey Mouse phone and my Keith Haring pictures and everything. It's there funny, I go. actually have a wine. You can't really see them in the corner. I have a wine picture right here. I can see just but, a little glass up in the corner. <laughs> yeah, but um. What was your experience like? How would you how would you describe your experience when you broke apart from being a duo and focused on it on your on your own? Was that scary for you? Was it like was it freeing? For Man. me, it was a mixture of both. Yeah, no, I think that's a mixture of both. Is in short, that's a way to put it, right? I think that it's um that was that was maybe two years after I dropped out of college, um, and so. In that time now, I am the only reason, not the only reason, but one of the main reasons I was comfortable with that decision is because I started to develop a community of people who would accept it, right? I, I one right. of the reasons it, it, it was the acceptance was 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 hard, and that's a lot of the catalyst for a lot of us to do a lot of things that we do, right? Especially when we're younger, is acceptance either for it or because of a lack of it, or both, right? They move in, they move in tandem, and so um, I had this community who I. I learned would accept me without perfection, what I thought was perfection, right? Uh, 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 that that polish. Um, and so um, this, you know, my, my old partner was one of those people. And so um, I really gravitated towards that. And I really probably was a bit naive in terms of, um, how things would go. Right. And so I think, uh, in learning and in realizing, like, at first it was, Oh, like, damn, just another person who's letting me down. Then it became like, Oh, you got some real shit going on as to why you let me down. We might not even be needing to be like cooking together like that anyways. Cause this might just, our, our lifestyles might not even match up like that. And then, um, and, and then you start to realize like, Oh man, like, the abandonment starts kicking, right? It's like, oh, it's me. Like, you know, this person left, this person left. It didn't work with them. It didn't work with them. It's got to be me. And then, and then at that same moment, you know, yet again, it's still tumultuous with me and my family in terms of what I'm doing versus what they think I should be doing and what direction I'm heading and all this. And so, um, I'm still torn between like now my partner is, you know, kind of MIA and like stuff's really not going. We're not on the same page. Sometimes stuff's coming out. It's under his name. Sometimes it comes out. It's under our couple. Sometimes it's beats I made and it's like says it's by him. It's really messy shit. You know what I mean? And so, uh, and, and so I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? And, and I have a close friend and he texts me and he's like, man, you know what? Like, you can do whatever you want to do. You can listen to old partner. You can listen to your mom. You can listen to your brother. You can listen to me. You don't need to listen to me. You don't need to listen to anybody. All I know is you are odd couple. You built this thing up. 
you this is we all love you and support you and whatever you want to do keep putting your music out into the world he goes i he goes i'll be your best friend he's my best friend he's like i'll be your best friend no matter what you do but i'll always feel a little disappointed if you don't keep trying and the craziest thing is one of his best friends who's a really good like one of his best friends from home who I had met through him. Right. So I just met this other guy through my boy, like a couple years before then we knew each other, but we didn't know each other for be like, he texted me the exact same thing. They weren't together. There one was back home. One was in the city. I was out my mom's crib and he's like, man, sent me the exact same text message. Damn near like mm. almost the same amount of sentences. And it was just like, Holy shit. All right. All right. All right. Two is better than one. I'm a simple man, logic wins. Like I'm gonna keep trying, and and that that text message of like, man, you are an odd couple. You care about this. You've been working on this. You've been been branding this and figuring even figured out the name. Like you you did all of this stuff, man. Like you've been bringing this across the finish line. You are, and so mm-hmm. that empowered me to shoot my shot and and see if the world would accept one guy named Odd Couple. And yeah. the, 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 the thesis went from the idea of odd couple went from two people from two different worlds matched together, little, black, little white guy, big black guy. No, 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 we're going to flip that. It's now one person with this internal struggle of this versus that. And that's now the story. Right. And so that's now the yeah. character. And so like in that like meta sense, that's what it became. And so that's, that whole world of will I or won't die, do I or don't die. I have this, but I want that. I'm from here, but they love me over there. All of that just became the character and the persona, I suppose. You know what I mean? But that's it all also is yeah. me. So it's just me turned up a little bit. Dang, I agree with that too, man. I relate with that too. Like so before um <clears throat> I started doing the podcast on my own, I just went by Blake and then it evolved to like I am Nast. I am Nast and my podcast is Nast Podcast. And that yeah. was part of the leap of breaking out to be just on my own. So yeah, you like you grow sometimes you grow into the name yourself. No, one hundred percent. I mean it's uh wow. like I don't know if you're watching Loki on uh on Disney Plus, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Disney cut the check. Um <laughs> but like like the whole story of this show and like right now is uh just time it's the timelines and it's the time loop and what's the mm-hmm. beginning versus what's the end and what actually started what and if the end if time moves in a circle the end is what comes right before the beginning right Cause the mm-hmm. end, it's the circle and so it's like you're you can be the catalyst you know what i mean you can be the catalyst for your own inception in so many ways and so it's like for me the taking the leap of choosing this name based on something that now I don't even rem- I, I I you have to remind me people have to remind me that that's where it, it started because I think of the beginning as something completely different now yeah. you know what I mean and uh that's because I feel like I've lived so many lives from that moment but it's a, it's so full circle because the way that I got to become odd couple as one is like is the very it's the very thing that right like I'm look I I'm faced with that all the time now which is like mm-hmm. do I 
how much do I want to collaborate? How much do I want to sacrifice? Do, do I want to, do I need someone else to explore this world? Do I need other people to explore this or express this and choosing the right moments and all these different choices that I'm at now, like this is the exact same thing I was dealing with in the very beginning. So it never changes in that regard, you know? Yeah, man. And it's so I found you through, well, I guess it goes back to Chance the Rapper actually. When Chance dropped Acid Rap, it was like super popular and nice, so I didn't listen to it at all. And I was like, I'm not going to be part. I've, I've heard of this guy's name, but I'm not going to check it out because everyone's listening to it. But then, like a year or two after that album came out, or mixtape came out, SZA came out with, I think, Z was yep. the name of the album, and he was featured on that. So mm -hmm. I was listening to SZA before I even listened to Chance, and then I was, was on uh, so, the way. No, that was Kehlani. I know. Yeah, I remember uh, that song. Which I forget. Fuck. It was one of those like trippy, low, trippy. Beat. I forget the name of the song. It's like one of my favorite songs too. Damn it. Um, but he was featured on a song with SZA, and then that's how I actually got into listening to him. And then I liked that song a lot, but then I was still on the edge of listening to him. And then he came out with a song with Lil Wayne on Dedication 5 called Favorite Song. Or you, you Song. Saw. You, you Song. Yeah. So basically the cosign from SZA and Lil Wayne was enough for me to get into Chance. And then I like took a deep dive on Chance. And then I learned that he had a brother. And then I started listening to his music. And then that led me to listening to your music. And then I was exposed to like at a super, which is funny because I'm pretty sure like you had like Alan Kingdom you had Saba, you had all these artists yeah. that like are just like super well-known people now. Like Alan Kingdom was like, people think of him because of All Day by, by Kanye. Yeah. But like you were working with him before, before that, you know? Yeah, so like, it's, 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 it's crazy that like, I could actually say like you helped introduce me to artists in the Chicago music scene. Hey, I mean, yo, that's after a while, um, when I like really learned how to be a producer, I suppose, like when I just like had a couple of songs under my belt, like it was before Chatterbox, but it's just before yeah. I, when I started to have some records under my belt and like felt like they were like pretty good. Yeah, I could show them to people and they'd be like, this is dope. Like, where can I listen to this again? Um, I realized like, oh damn, like it's also my job to like pick the right person to be on records with. Because part of the reason that these part of the reason that those songs were getting done uh, and like getting good responses because of the people who are who, who were using these beats. Right. Like the beats aren't just going to talk over everything else, even if in my mind they do, because I'm a freak like that. Uh, <laughs> like, you know, what I mean, so um, Chatterbox was like. It started off as like a blog mixtape for me and my buddy. We had a blog. Um, and we were like, we were interviewing a bunch of people for it and like a lot of Chicago artists and stuff like that. And it started off, we want to do a mixtape. And it was based around this day that we had, just like an amazing day we had. It was like things started off, they just flowed perfectly. And we're like, man, we should do a tape about this. I was like, yeah, 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 let's do that. And so that started off and bit of a tough like concept to like make a tape about. But we were naive and we thought we would. So but what that was was the essence of just like a full day of just expression. We got all our shit off. You know what I mean? We got to be silly. We got to talk to some girls. We got to do this. We got to like 
donate. We like helped like a homeless guy. We like helped a, a little lady <laughs> cross the street. We ended up at a party we didn't mean to. We ended up at a second party we didn't know was there. We left. We walked. Like we did all this crazy shit. Amazing yeah. day. Like literally one thing an hour for like twenty hours. Um, and but that essence like after you know what we were talking about before was split splitting up with my partner and then the tumultuousness between me and my family and the um and just the the unrest internally between like who i was supposed to be and who i was becoming right um i had a lot to say and so that's where chatterbox came from and so and i was like man but i want to be smart about who's going to help me say what right i want to find people who are in the same space and train of thought as me but um i i but i also know this has to be good man because like i can't i can't i can't keep not at that moment i really wanted to prove it to my family and my friends that i could do it but in my mind i wanted to prove it to myself that i was good enough that's really what it was i wanted to prove to myself that i was good enough and what what more would prove it if I didn't put myself up there with some of the best names that I could find and see if they see if I could hang. And mm-hmm. so sessions just started getting booked. I just started calling and I was like, yo, 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 come to the studio. Like I want to link with them. And they knew I had some decent beats. All right, come through and we come to the session. I'm like, all right, I want to work on a song for my album. And I either knew that was going to be no, play me some beats or okay. And mm-hmm. like, this is your shot. You know what I mean? And, and if the album comes out bad, then this relationship might be sour. If the album comes out good, then this person might think I'm the I'm the shit. And yeah. and so, you know, that's how a lot of songs came together from that project. Um, a lot of just, hey, could you link me with this this person who looks like they're about to blow up to me? You know? And when I look up and down that project, and even when I look up and down Liberation that came later, I'm like, mm-hmm. damn, dude. And some of the songs that were gonna be on those projects but ended up uh the artist bigger and made the smart decision to put those songs on their album or something like that across those two projects um when i look at that like wave i'm like damn you were right about a lot of people who are going to be next up man you know what i mean like the song quick like morning sex a song i did for joey perp one of my favorite dude that's one of my favorite songs yeah I appreciate yeah, you. I was gonna say it's like it's hard for me to say it because I made that beat, but I promise this that is one of my favorite rap songs I've ever I listened to. Dude, it's, it's hard as fuck. I love it. So. And it's uh yeah, I, I just I I that's one of those ones I sometimes I'm like, I can't believe you made that. Cause like that's it's just crazy. it's a it's like I listen to it in full, it's like ah, it's an honor. Joey took flight and it's just a beautiful piece of art. I'm really happy to be a proud to be a part of that. But uh, even that song was made all around the same time as Chatterbox and Liberation. Like that song was going to be on Chatterbox originally. And Joey's like, no, 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 I need that. That was going to be the intro on my album. It was going to be called Morning Sex. And he was like, no, 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 I need that. That's the intro on my shit. And, you know, he's right. It it was. (laughs) To this day, it's one of his most popular, biggest, like, best Mm -hmm. crowd reaction songs. And so... um, yeah, I just uh, those leaps of faith again, taking those leaps of faith and and being like, no, 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 this person is dope and is gonna be even bigger. I'm not yeah. afraid to be early on this. You know what I mean? Um, it's like we call it, like we talked about earlier with whether at school or branching out on my own and being you know one person instead of relying on a partnership. Like, 
you got to know when it's time to gamble and you got to know when it's time to walk away. And sometimes those are the same thing. You know what I mean? Sometimes those, those, those are the same thing. And so for me, the gamble was putting that project together, but the even bigger gamble sometimes was, was attempting to put it together with some of those names, right? Because it could have been egg on my face and probably don't talk to him again. You know what I mean? I approached chance about that project and, and one of the tracks that was going to be on that ended up being a song with Jamila Woods, LSD, featuring Chance, one of our biggest mm-hmm. records. You know what I mean? And so, like, yeah, this that floated that being floated out there is how that record ended up getting done later. You know what I mean? So it's just it's really beautiful to some of those gambles to pay off, and when they start to pay off, you forget about the ones that don't. You know what I mean? You yeah. forget about the gamble, the, the ones that don't. You know, a couple of good bets take care of the rest. For sure. I don't know if you heard my ringtone. I turned it off, but my my notification is chances. Ah! Yeah. So, like, <laughs> so I'll be walking them down the street and they'll be like, ah, and people will be like, what's that noise? But it was going off and I had to like, pause it. But yeah, that's that's crazy. You, you, like, de- you de- it's crazy like how I'm, it's just a full circle moment. Like one of my, for the studio, the first few guests are very like hand selected. So like for... I've been wanting to have you on since, you know, almost a year ago now, back yeah. in March, you know, but like, I think it's perfect timing to have had you on now. Um, my next question for you is I want to talk about closed sessions as a definitely fast forward in life, yeah. but what's it like as an artist being part of a label and then stepping away to be an independent? Man, I think um, we are we 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 are having a fantastically cohesive pot. This is all <laughs> on the same topics of, of knowing when to hold them and knowing when to fold them, man. I think in that situation again, I was not afraid to be early on. I was not afraid to be looked at in the short term like you made a mistake because I knew in the mm-hmm. long term I had that faith and the foresight. You know what I mean? And so what I knew in those situations was I was developing a business sense. Um and direction right again the drive never changed the direction got more focused and the vehicles the the, the vehicle changed you know what i mean and all of a sudden i wanted you know started off vehicles i just want to be chicago make music chicago then it was i want to be one of the best in chicago okay whatever that means like that's very subjective and one of the best of what like what does that even mean you know what i'm saying (laughs) that the goalposts on something like that are so ridiculously skewed depending on who you are where you are what day it is like it's an absurd it's kind of an absurd like goal to have Mm -hmm. because and then what even when you are what and then what you know what i mean so that's that can't be a goal but we're young we don't know shit and so again like that that became the it was like all right i want to do that and then then it became, you know what, like, I want to create, like, a legacy. This, like, this like legacy. You know what I mean? I want to create this odd couple, like, legacy. I want, started to look at myself, like, I, when I was, you know, I sound old as hell when I was young. No, we used to, like, <laughs> what we had was we'd go on people, people's Wikipedia pages, and that's how we knew what music we missed. You know what right. I'm saying? Like, I would go on someone's wiki and be like, oh, that's your discography. I ain't listening to that album yet. Let me go see if I can find that shit real quick. And so, yeah. like, I just thought of myself in that sense of, like, all right, I want to fill in these gaps. I want to fill in this full body thing. And 
I realized that one of the things that I had to do to reach the next level was to take more ownership and more control of what I was doing. You know what I mean? Like I didn't want to be in a situation where, and this isn't, you know, strictly a closed session situation. It happened to me with closed sessions. This can happen to any artist with any situation. Um, you just start to realize, um, Hey, like I want to get there. And sometimes because a label, or any bigger entity that you're working with, uh, generally speaking, um, it, it, when you're when you are a music maker, is a middleman towards you and the consumer, or you and the money from the consumer, something like that. You know what I'm saying? They're a middleman, and so I'm learning that if I want to get over there and I want to, you know, get to what's over there, it's not just a straight line because I have to go through someone and. Not even that I have to, but the way things are set up, I might as well. Because no matter what, like the structure of a deal, like this person's going to benefit whether I do it myself or whether or not. So as I started to have a smarter business mind and make more connections and people started to see the face and get to get to hang out with the homie and they're like, oh, this guy's cool. Like, I want to look out for you. I realized that it was better for me to just start to make these connections directly rather than ask for a favor from a friend slash manager slash label head or whatever to connect me with this person. Hey, I want to get there. Like, can we make that happen? Why can't I just ask the person who's doing that? Well, the nature of this situation, you can, but the way it all funnels back, they're going to be involved anyways. And you just start to realize like, Hey, I don't know if I like the way that this is set up. I think I understand a better setup for me. And so what I need to do is kind of pull a Barry Sanders, take two steps back, find a hole and go. And so like, that's kind of what I did. Um, And in that, you know, we're adding in the other factor that this is a label run by two old white guys. Right. And so uh, at the time that I made this move, this is 2017, man, like Charleston, Trump, pitchforks and all kinds of shit not pitchfork the website but the ones with the flames (laughs) on them all that shit's happening you know what i mean and so you know i drop an album at the beginning or at the end of 26 or the middle of 2016 with jamila called heaven we drop a song called very black my liberation my album at the end of the year is called liberation so we we come on 2017 like say a lot of black and i'm proud i'm not the internal struggle with my blackness or anything like that is gone now at this point so now also i really don't feel like asking for favors from two white guys to get me to to get places that's better for me and therefore them because guess what i now understand the infrastructure of this completely like i get us somewhere we all benefit you guys have the same situation with a few other artists therefore you benefit but at the end of the day I need to be starting to worry more about myself rather than the whole pot. The whole pot will be great if I bring a ton to it. That's how I need to look at this. And I need to help my friends understand this more. And so as I realized that and stepped away, you know, conversations just started to happen and other, other artists, it was so eye opening, man. Other artists Mm. would come to me like I was Andy Dufresne and made it out of Shawshank. They're like, Hey, how did you, uh, How'd you get out here? It's like, hey, man, like, I'll show you. It's yeah. very simple. This is how I filed the hole. 
also this is why you know what i mean and so like it became i just started to feel much more empowered in the next step of my my career not again not just because i made a decision for myself and i knew i was going to be all right but because like it was helping you know what i mean it, yeah. it felt like it actually was helping and it was helping to for the greater good to to bring more um allow for me to bring more of myself to the community, allow for me to do more things that with my intentions in mind. And so I felt a lot better about the things that I've created and the impact that they're having on the people around me since I've, you know, had that independence because I have more control over how everything's going to be seen. It's a lot more on my back, but damn, if it don't feel good when the shit gets done. For sure, man. Damn, yeah. I, I think I feel like a lot of artists who leave labels have similar stories like that like there is a time and place like if you're like a drake maybe there's like a different conversation that's going on but like if you want to be super like tapped into your community and control what you're doing it seems like it's it can you can learn some things from a record label just like you can learn some things from college yep but th th those are all experiences that that's the best way to, to the next step that's a great way to put it i'm gonna wrap it i'm gonna wrap that like this one of my favorite rappers of all time, rest in peace, Nipsey Hussle. Mm. Dirty money get washed on royalty statements. Black owners in this game are powerful racists. And sometimes that's just as simple as it is. And it's really good to have your own shit because we need that. You know what I'm saying? Like we need to have that 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 independence and that power and that control. And in a lot of in a lot of senses, that's what's been missing. For sure. Well, man, it's been fucking amazing talking to you, and I could talk to you for hours. So, but man, I gotta—I have busy ass day, and this, but this has been fucking—I'm so happy you've been on the show, man. Like, <laughs> dude, it's been—it's been great. It's been even a very insightful guest. You likewise, the brother. Second guest on this round of the new studio. So, um, my final question, but I feel like you've been just dropping gems. But my final question would be: What what is your advice for up and coming artists, creators, and influencers? Man, my advice, never be afraid to take that leap out of something or into something. The last story I'll leave you with, um, I went to college at DePaul, right? I dropped out, didn't feel like I finished. One of the last people I met is a woman I had a baby with. It's a woman I live with, it's a woman I'm going to marry. You know what I mean? So sometimes you just know when you got enough out of a situation and that shit's going to be with you forever. You make sure to forge those bonds and forge those relationships with people, but never feel stuck in a situation because you have the control. You know what I mean? You, the drive is in you, the vehicle may change and you can hone the destination. You can hone the direction. hundred percent. Is there anything you want to promote? Any singles coming out? Man, you hear me talking, you hear me feeling, you hear me living, you know what I'm saying? Come see more, come feel more, come hear more on my podcast, Samples and Samples. That's youtube.com slash samples and samples. You can find more information on my Instagram at Odd Couple Music. Shout out to homie Blake. Gotta have you on the show. We gonna get nasty Please. on samples and samples. When you come through, yes. I'll send you a bottle. And when you come to shy, you can pull up to the crib. What's up? Hell yeah. Fuck yeah. And what's the easiest way for people to find you again? Yes, at Odd Couple Music on Instagram on Twitter, on Facebook, on YouTube, everywhere. Hell yeah. This has been the NAS Podcast with... Odd Couple. Holla!
and we did 